Hello, and welcome to the Angelic Healing Podcast. In this space, myself or members of my North American team want to talk about all sorts of different topics, such as spirituality, gifts, healing, awakenings, and many, many more. I hope the time that you spend with us here, you find a little peace and harmony, and maybe even a few answers along the way. Thank you for being here. All right. Well, hello, everybody. It is Dana here, and I have co-host Emily with me today. And today we are getting into some big talks about validation and where those things come from in our life and why sometimes we have a hard time finding accurate sources of validation, especially in today's society and what we're facing on on the regular. So Emily, why don't you just take it from the beginning and let me know where you want to get started and then we'll see where we end up. Yeah, thanks, Dana. So I definitely was was thinking a lot about this week. And I really want to start off by kind of talking about how people pleasing and the way that we do this as gifted individuals kind of ties into seeking external validation. Can you can you start there? Yeah, I think that it's interesting that our society has moved into a place where we're really focused on what other people think of us. So much so we've we've put such a high value on that that we kind of sacrifice what we think a lot of the times, especially with nowadays with social media and whatever it may have, we are consistently in this cycle of questioning how we feel about things and based off of what other people think for example you post a photo on instagram right you're like i like this photo i feel confident in this photo i like this photo and then you post it and every couple seconds you start checking your phone right that's a very normal behavior for people oh how many likes does it have did anyone comment on it did anyone agree with me that it was the right thing to do And as that starts happening, if you don't get the response you're looking for, there's a lot of people who will go and delete the photo. Mm. There's a lot of people that will just stop and be like, oh, no, I don't like it anymore because no one else liked it. And so when we take that very simple concept of posting a photo and we're taking it across values and morals in life, um, across belief systems, we get into a really sticky field. So when our value is focused on pleasing other people and the reaction we get from other people, rather than how something truly makes us feel, I think that's when, I mean, it's a huge state of out of balance, Mm. right? Now, do I understand why it happens? Of course. But I think that the bigger question is, why have we moved into a space where so many people care about what other people feel and how other people view us more than we care about how we feel about ourselves. You know what I mean? Mm, Yeah, no, definitely. I think, I think a huge part of that ties into how we're brought up, you know, when, 
of course, you've seen every magazine on the on the face of the planet probably says something about how you need to look like this or you need to act like this or you need to do this to get a, a partner in life or you need to do this to be liked by your friends or whatever. There's a there's a topic for everything. And I think it's just kind of become ingrained in our brains and how we that like that's the right way to do it. There's no other way to do it except for to look for other people's validation. I agree. And I think that a lot of times when we are brought up that way, we also have to take a pause at some point in our life, though, and reevaluate that with like many other things we talk about. Because if your entire life is based on how other people feel about you, how often are you actually questioning how you feel about your own life? And even with the work that we do in spirituality and in coaching and in mentoring and all of that stuff, a lot of times people will come to us and they'll ask us like, but where did you go to school for this? But what, like, what external source of validation do you have that you can do this? How do you know, <laughs> right? Like, how do you know that what you believe is true? And I think for all of us who work in the spiritual community, there was a bit of a journey to really find self-validation of I didn't need like a university accreditation. It actually doesn't exist <laughs> to do yeah. what we do. Um, but also understand that like you can have like a degree of life experience that's brought us here and we know that we're capable of helping and guiding, right? And mm -hmm. so with anybody's gifts, right? How many gifted people are automatically questioning the first time someone says, mm, you can't do that. That's not true. It doesn't exist the first time they audibly speak out loud about their gifts or their beliefs or what they think about God or what they think about the angels, whatever it may be, that moment where people are like, no, I don't agree. For a lot of people, it shuts everything down. And so I also think it's like a personal journey to overcome and say, like, do I know myself better than these people know me? Sometimes the answer is no, but then I think it gives us a different goal to work towards. I I definitely agree with all of that. You know, I think I think it's important to talk about too, like what are we actually looking for? Uh, on top of the societal expectation that this is how we should choose to live and this is how we should be and this is what we should look like. What is missing for us that we are seeking from other people? Why are we doing this past what other people are telling us that we should do? Can you talk about that a little? Yeah, I think that that's the whole main thing is that a lot of people don't know what they're doing or what they want. So it's easy to look to other people for that source of validation. And I say that with like the most love and a gentle squeeze at the same time, but not knowing yourself and never asking yourself what it is that you truly want is a difficult space to be in because you're like just watching like people's face reactions when you're at your family dinner of like, am I okay? Do I have their approval? Am I a good person? Like you're really in this space where you're kind of swaying in the wind to how other people perceive you. And the first biggest error with that is that you then have to trust that everyone around you knows what the heck they're talking about. Um, because if 
they're all off base and that's how you're kiltering your self-value, then where's that going to take you? So I think that when we roll it back and we start to think of like, if I'm really feeling this kind of pulled around, uncentered, ungrounded feeling because I don't know myself, that's really the first step of going within and realizing exactly what you said. I can give myself everything I'm seeking for externally. And I think it's a very powerful thing when someone learns that and seeps into their mind, even in relationships, right? If you take like romantic partnerships, there's so much time people spend in relationships chasing a validation of a partner. You know, I want you to tell me I'm beautiful. I want you to tell me that I'm a good partner. I want you to tell me that I'm a good parent. I want you to give me that verbal validation that I need. And somehow that gets translated as that's what love is, right? But when we take a moment to realize that we don't need someone else to tell us all that, we can really just know that about ourselves and exist. Of course, it's nice to get some external recognition and and validation. Wonderful. Like everybody loves that. But if you can't survive without it, that's a completely different conversation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I think I think we go around a lot, like you said, and just kind of look elsewhere. And I think one of the most important things is to really start to figure out what you want and do that inner work and figure out who I am and how I want to show up as what's going to make me happy. I I was thinking about this the other day when we're kind of going around because society tells us to do this or our parents told us to do this. And we're putting all of these masks on and these hats on. And we're, we're coming to this conclusion that that's not fulfilling. We think it is because we yeah. think it's supposed to be, but it's not real, right? We're, we're still missing something. We're missing something inside of like true happiness mm-hmm. and how do we find that? Right. It's, it's really, sometimes it, it's this disconnection from society. Sometimes it's disconnection from things that we thought were to make us happy, but really aren't. And doing that inner work and asking ourselves, is this thing that I've been doing for 20, 30, 40 years actually making me happy or do I actually hate it? And, and what do I want to do about that? Right. Yeah. And that's a scary moment, right? Because everyone's validation that you've been chasing, you now have to face the possibility of disappointing all these people to make yourself happy. And the other hard part about that is that a lot of these times, these people who've been telling you, oh, you're doing such a good job and we're so proud of you, didn't realize that you were unhappy. So there's this moment where we kind of have this shatter of reality for a lot of people in that involved in that situation because it's kind of all been false mm-hmm. and you realizing that the people around you realizing that it's really a hard moment and it's an adjustment for everyone now some people go through this questioning some people really take a step back and realize no this is what i want to do but there's an importance of questioning things and there's an importance of knowing that is what you actually wanted. 
um, versus feeling your whole life like you're swooped up in everyone's opinions. And then you get to that point, like you were saying, where you're like, am I doing this because I want to? That question deserves exploration, whether the answer is yes or whether the answer is no. Mm. And I think that the other thing when it comes to just the self-value part of it is a lot of people, they, I don't think they'd say the sentence out loud, but a lot of people subconsciously don't give themselves permission to live their life for themselves. Like a lot of people assume, like you were saying that with maybe it's the way they're raised, maybe whatever the reason may be, they're like, wait, I'm allowed to decide how I want to live my life. Like, <laughs> I'm actually allowed to do that for myself. Like nobody ever told me because I was told go to school, get good grades, go to university, get a job, find a partner, have kids and do it in that order. Or you're breaking a boundary. Like, you know, like mm. you're, you're going against the grain. Don't do that. And in a society that promotes such individuality most of the time I think it's very interesting that in western culture majority of people still feel this way Mm. you know that's actually a really good point and I think I think that there is you were saying earlier how there is like of course it's nice to hear people validate you of course right but I think it's important that we figure out how to get to a point where the external validation becomes like a nice compliment rather than the necessity (laughs) that we're looking for. Yeah. Like sprinkles on a cake. You're like, oh, that's nice. It's a nice little extra. Like, oh, thanks. Thanks. Cool. But are you sitting with yourself before you go to bed at night and being like, I am awesome. Like I'm a good person. Now, I'm not saying lie to yourself. I'm saying create a a life (laughs) where those things are true and live it and feel it and be able to give yourself that own energy. Because the hardest thing, you know, again, talking about the current state of society is how much people feel lonely, how many people get into depression, how many people feel so disconnected from the world, even though they're running around all the time chasing opinions and validations and really just giving away their source of self-value to whoever is in front of them. And when you get in that space, it's like when you come to the end of the day and you can't tell yourself that, you can't give yourself that moment, no matter how bad the day was, to go, like, I know who I am and I know I'm doing what I need to do. Of course you feel lonely. And of course you feel disconnected because the hardest thing is you're unconnected from yourself. Like you're disconnected from the inside. And there's a thought bubbling around in my head that I'm trying to place into a sentence right now. But I think (laughs) that when we get too far, right? When we get too far, this relates to the spirituality and the awakening journey because so much of this journey and healing, no matter which way you go with it, whether it's with gifts or just expanding your higher self or whatever it may be, you go through an identity journey. Mm. And at some point, somebody asks you, including yourself, like, who are you and who do you want to be? And that's the moment where everyone's like, 
Um, uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> like, I really don't know. Um, <laughs> and so when we get to that point, I know that when I was much younger, I would react so defensively and emotionally when I would get negative criticism or advice. Now, mm. negative advice or constructive feedback is essential for self-improvement. Like we all know this as much as it sucks, right? We yeah. have to be able to take criticism and feedback. But if you don't have a center of self-validation, right? If you don't have a center source of knowing and understanding yourself in truth, when someone said, hey, Dana, you're being mean, I encapsulated that as I am a bad person. Mm. And when we develop this huge fear of being bad, we are like, that's where the people-pleasing gears start to really roll in. I need everyone to assume that I'm good, to feel like I'm good. I want them to go home from our interactions and talk about how good I am. Like the amount of thought we, we put into that anxiety and that circling thought of like, well, what did they say about me when they left? Like, did they go home mm. and talk about me? Like, how did they receive me? How did they? And then you end up going into what I always talk about as like the chameleon mode where you're like, especially as a gifted person, We've talked about this recently, but you have this ability to kind of know what people want from you, like that people pleasing thing you were talking about. Yeah. And when you do, you're like, okay, let me conform to what this person wants. And then you Mm -hmm. do it over and over and over again. And then where are you in all that? Mm. Where does it exist? Right. You know, it's interesting that you brought that up because I think that's a lot of where some people's journeys start is that they people please themselves so much that they're finally like, why am I even doing this? I'm so tired. And I didn't even want to say yes to that, but I did it anyways, because I was what worried that they were going to like me or worried (laughs) that they were going to give me an extra hug one day or, you know, like we start questioning ourselves going, what am I doing? I, I just did all of that work. I'm so exhausted. My energy is depleted. And now I have no idea why, what would the, what was the point? (laughs) And we're like kind of driving ourselves mad a little bit. And I think one of the hardest things is how do we stop doing that? And I wish that there was a simple answer to say, oh, you just stop, right? But it's it's little bits at a time and it takes practice. It takes practice to be able to say, hey, self, do I want to say yes to this or do I not? And to listen and say, you know what? Not today or no, thank you. Or I actually don't want to do that. And to learn to trust that inner voice, that intuition, your team to tell you what you actually want and what you actually feel. 1000%. And I think one of the important things you really said is that, yes, it's, it's much more complex than just stopping. But in a sentence, it also is as simple as just stopping. Both of those things exist at the same time. Yes. There's a lot of moving parts that we're going to have to come together for you giving yourself allowance to say no. But the mm-hmm. hardest part of, I, I think what you just said and why I was kind of giggling a little bit, because people get that way and they, they get so frustrated with their own, 
they get frustrated with everyone else, but it's really <laughs> their own behavior and their inability to say no. And then they're like, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm too busy. And then you're like, well, why did you do this? And they're like, well, I had to. And you're like, <laughs> no, you didn't. Like you didn't have, and then they're resentful at everyone around them for making them do this. And all of it came back to, you had, you gave everyone permission to take and take and take. And Mm. that's a really hard moment. When you see someone who's like, I don't want to go to the party, but I need to have an excuse not to go to the party. Like, you know, I had this like abominable fear one time in my life of calling in sick to work. Because I'm like, well, what are they going to say about me? Are they going to think I'm lazy? Are they, you know, they are they going to talk about me while I'm not there? Like, what's going to happen? And like, I would stir up this incredible anxiety over, like, I couldn't possibly let these people down and not go into work. Like, whatever the example is. And I would like need someone to tell me it was okay to call in sick. Mm. Like, no, 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 you are sick enough to have it justified. Like I couldn't make that own decision myself. <laughs> like I needed someone else to be like, oh yeah, that was the right decision. Um, because it made, I really questioned like what I was allowed and what I wasn't allowed to do. And I think that also comes back to the the lack of self-identity because uh, what someone may think of you in a moment and who you are as a whole person is very different. And that process, I think, is the long process of changing this behavior. Because I think that when we are so far away from self and when we are so into what are they thinking about me? What are they thinking about me? What are they thinking about me? Re-quantifying that value, uh, the measure of value, that's what takes, I think, some time. And that's what takes some serious self conversation, some dialogue, some exploration. So, you know, that I think is what gets it. The just stopping saying yes to everything because quote unquote, you have to do it. That just stop it. Like that is what is the simple <laughs> answer. Just, like, just enough, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's the work under that. That's really, really deep. I don't know. Do you have any advice to like add to that of, how to kind of break or because I think you have to shatter that paradigm it's like a just break the glass yeah you know I I love like everything that we've really gone over too of just yes it is it is as simple as just stop and it's also more complicated than just stop I think one of the things that I'm being reminded of now is that you you really have to reteach yourself or as as something you guys said a while back in enlightened entanglement enlightened entanglement you have to reparent yourself and really show yourself the way the new way the way that's right for you and I, you know i'm really being pulled to like if you feel the need to disconnect from other people during this process, just so that you can figure out what's actually right for you versus what's what other people are saying. I find it completely okay to do that. I think people get really insecure about needing to take some space or needing to take a break when they're in this journey. And it's actually like 
a really important part of the process. Just yeah. take a break and and sit with yourself. And I know that part in itself is really scary because you're like, what am I going to think? What am I going to say? What's going on in there? Yeah. I've been spending <laughs> so much time looking for what other people are thinking. I don't even know what I think. And it might be kind of crazy up in there. Um, but it's so important to do that. And do it productively. I know we're kind of getting to wrap up points here, but do it productively. Don't just go and hide under the blankets and be like, I'm alone and I'm not listening. Like, you know, and you get into this completely withdrawn, even from yourself mode. <laughs> like, don't, like, I mean, if you need to do that for a day or two, like do that, like do your thing. Right. Yeah. Everyone's entitled to have a moment where we put on the, the celebrations and throw ourselves a party and just be with our own feelings. Like, cool. I will support yeah. you as long as we're aware that's what we're doing. But when you disconnect, when you go within, actually go within. Mm. And that is, I think, where a lot of this work that we're talking about happens. That is where we really start to ask ourselves questions and shut out all the external noise. And then once we start to have an understanding of what some of our answers to those questions are, be brave enough and be and love yourself enough to then show that to the world. I saw a quote the other day that I absolutely love. And it was like the, you know, the something along the lines of the realest form of courage is showing up and allowing yourself to be seen. Mm -hmm. so I think you have to really figure out who you are first, especially if you don't know, but then allow that person to exist. What's the point mm -hmm. of finding that person? If you're going to be like, well, now I know who I am, but I'm still not showing anybody. I'm just going to, be still gonna hide that <laughs> I'm gonna go be whoever everyone needs me outside let yourself be seen and let yourself if you feel good even if you're off basis you know what I mean like but if mm -hmm. you really feel good about it in the moment and that's who you are and that's who you want to be in that moment honor that mm -hmm. and that even changes the relationship you have with yourself um, because you're you telling yourself all the time that you're not good enough to be seen by other people that's affecting the dialogue and the relationship and the love that you have for yourself all of the time. Mm. We, okay. yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, finish. Go ahead. Finish. Oh, I was just saying we, yeah, we really, uh, we forget to give ourselves credit for the fact that we were all made differently and special just the way that we are. And when we're trying to grasp all of this external validation. We're just becoming another one of the, you know, we're cloning everybody else rather than standing out as we are. So I really love that you, you said that that was perfect. Yeah. And my last word about that is that so many people think that they're being judged and they're not accepted. Mm -hmm. But when we deal with this problem, it's actually you not loving yourself and not accepting yourself. Mm -hmm. And so that's really also the flip that needs to be here. So yeah, don't do that. That's all I got to say. <laughs> agreed that was great <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think that's the end of it for today we'll we'll see you all next time thanks for hanging thanks out. everyone <laughs>
You can connect directly with our socials, see my North American team's profiles, and look at some exciting topics that are still to come. You are also welcome to use the Contact Us tab to request topics for future episodes. I would love to hear from you guys. Until next time, take care.